All right, and welcome everybody to episode 17 of the Chilled Esports Podcast. Do, I am your do, host, do, 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 do. Eugene. <laughs> Hello, I'm your host, Eugene Chaffin. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm Joey Ray. And uh, the sound, you know, the sound effects behind me is uh, none other than Joey Ray. How the hell are you, man? <laughs> man, I'm good. I'm really good. I um, am feeling a lot better today. Yeah, you're feeling better. You're feeling better. So what's going on? Oh, nothing. I just had a pretty nasty cold last week, actually. And, oh, man. Um, that really stinks. Yeah, yeah. And it just, like, lingered around. But then it finally, like, just went away on Thursday and Friday. And now it's just, like, you know, I just, like, I feel back to normal. I just feel like I feel even better. So Good just, to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, man. And um, there's been a lot of things going down for me. So it's pretty exciting. We have a lot of stuff yeah. to cover, a lot of stuff to talk about today as well. There's always a lot of stuff happening in the Blizzard world. Mm. Across the many games, the many universes, lore, PvP, esports, all sorts of things. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going down. Um, so we'll probably just uh, kick it off with our week in Blizzard. What do you mean, Blizzard added monks before demon hunters? I'm afraid my condition has left me cold. Oh, the weak always fall. All right, man. So I've had a pretty jam-packed week. There's been a lot of, a lot of Blizzard things going down. Um, first things first, the one that's still taking up all of my time, the one that I'm just engrossed in is obvious, right? Um, Hello, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Absolutely. Hello Kitty Island Adventure, man. I love that. All the like, like <laughs> fucking Hello Kitty shit. Oh man, so good. Man, <laughs> I, I just can't get past the Rainbow Castle. Eh? Like, uh, it, it's such a hard instance. Yeah, dude, the Rainbow Castle fucks. It just fucks everything. You know, fucking jellies and slimes everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what to do. <laughs> um, a full disclosure: I've never actually played Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Me, I have no idea what's. I in don't know what's in it either. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is hard. You know? Maybe it is. Maybe maybe it's actually a legitimate game, and I'm just shitting it up for no reason. Yep. Maybe you know. Maybe we're just the worst. Anyway. Um. So yeah. Obviously, the game is World of Warcraft, and oh man, a lot of playing action, a lot of things going down. Um. I've been doing some cool things. So in particular, I have my two mains that have been jumping back and forth between. Um. And that's obviously my uh, monk and my druid. Um. I've mainly been playing the monk though because the druid is the one that I'm sort of playing with you. Um, so I don't yeah, really sure. wanted to do too many things with it, but I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, in particular, trying to get a lot of world quests done to get my reputations up, uh, specifically with champions of Azeroth, Seventh Legion, and the Tortolans. So I've been making sure to do my emissaries, and it, it actually has been them the past two times, which is pretty sweet. Um, so I managed to get friendly with the. Um, the champions of Azeroth, and then they actually nerfed it. Like it's a catch-up mechanic. So once you get that, then you can upgrade your Heart of Azeroth. So now I have an upgraded Heart of Azeroth. Ah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's, um, so that's a really good mechanic, that actually. Yeah, it is. So it used to be revered. So back before the raid opened, uh, and yeah. all these other things happened in this week. Um, yeah, it used to have to be revered to get your upgrade, but now they've they've made it a bit easier. Yeah, good to hear. It's, it's good that we can get the scrubs into raids. Yep. Scrubs. Know, right? <laughs> or just the people that are just slower than everybody else. Because there are some people that are just like doing crazy stuff like 
you know, going over and doing all of their daily, not daily quests, doing all of their world quests in one day and then, you know, making sure that they cap out on island expeditions and then do every single mythic dungeon and yeah, all that kind of crazy biz. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically me. Yeah, sure. We'll see about, <laughs> we'll see about your weekly blizzard in a second. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the big thing as well is I actually started leveling my cooking and it turns out that cooking is actually just real easy in Battle for Azeroth. Oh, yeah. So what did you have to do to level up your cooking? So 90% of the materials you can just buy from a vendor. Oh, from, from, from the vendor, not even from the auction house. No, not, for, not even from the auction house. I, you probably can buy it on the auction house because, like, people are stupid and just buy anything. Um, but uh, you can just buy it from the vendor. He's, like, pretty much you know, maybe 10, you know, 10 units away from the, um, from the cooking guy. The only one that you can't buy, which I believe you used to be able to, you know, back on PTR, um, is something called, um, I think it's like, some, like aromatic fish oil or something. Um, Ooh, and you can only, delicious. yeah, you can only get that from like smooshing fish. <laughs> it sounds really gross. Yeah. So you have to like, well, okay. We don't actually like, you know, actually squish them. But um, when you catch a fish, you can uh, right click on it to like to use it up and then get an aromatic fish oil. Oh yeah, fair enough. So so, so it's sort of like a, acts as like a sink for fishing because when you fish, you get a lot of fish, right? Yeah, you do. And, and then, then like sink the fish into something. Yeah. So that's only for like the original recipes. When you get higher, it doesn't really require any aromatic fish oil. It, mm -hmm. it does require some like fishing materials and um, other meats and whatnot, like normal cooking, but Basically, what I did was I said, oh, man, I could just, like, go fish a bunch. Um, and then I just quickly realized that I was like, no, that's for suckers. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to spend the 1,000 gold to buy 200 and then never have to yep. buy it again. <laughs> hey, hey, leading the way. Yep, it's leading the way. So um, I've started to do that. And then when I was looking um, at the different types of fish that are available... If because we're on Alliance side, there are only certain amounts of fish that, are, that you can fish on the other continent on Zandalar. So when I was looking at buying it on the auction house to level up my cooking even more, um, they were just fucking expensive, man. Yeah, for sure. So I was thinking that, you know, someone with, uh, you know, with time. So if I had some time, I think it's a possible source of income, uh, especially during the early stages of... Um, Oh, Battle of Razoroth. Yeah, especially when everyone's leveling up all of the, all of their secondary skills. Mm, yes. Well, it's because raid the once once the raid happened, then everybody's going to need all of their consumables. So it's just a good time to get in on it. Mm, especially when they're all when they're all racing for the big takedown. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone's trying to gear up for Mythic, uh, and everybody's trying to get um, out of the curve, etc. <laughs> ah, yes, the old curve. Mm-hmm. We should we should really look up the stats for um for for the for the top guilds in the servers and um uh, see where people are at now. Yeah, we should probably do that. Uh, I imagine most people probably would have cleared heroic if they're in the top, if they're in the top guilds, they probably would have cleared it on the first night. But um, not yeah, not not sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing is that I'm actually like uh, I'm really obsessed with getting alchemy up on one of my characters as well. Like, cause they were both le leather workers and I'm just going to max out their leather working, but I was mm -hmm. thinking of changing over to alchemy because I, um, uh, 
like recently I've just been really liking the whole role playing aspect or the whole like uh, theme and aesthetic of being a, an alchemist, like mixing potions and doing all that stuff. Uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, not only that, like it's just really good for consumables as well. So you have mm. your like all your potions and all your flasks, so you can just make it for yourself and whatnot. So I really wanted to do that. Um, and they and, still have the um, primary profession upgrades for your character, right? Like, yeah, yeah, they do. Um, I'm not sure what alchemy actually gives you, but um, yeah, an enchant to your ring. Yes, <laughs> I think that's enchanting. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, that's pretty much like what I've been doing in WoW is just trying to make sure that I finish off all my quest lines, um, and whatnot, and, mm -hmm. um, doing some professions now that, uh, everything's slowing down a little bit. Um, haven't really done too many dungeons actually, but I really wanted to get started on the whole dungeon thing soon. There's one more thing you forgot, Eugene. What's that? For the Horde! <laughs> Oh yeah, that I've been leveling my horde character. Yes, you have. Yeah, I in fact I was just leveling it today actually, like just before we recorded. Um, and I just finished the first. Well, I picked Nazmir as the first zone and just finished that, and it was like really awesome. It was so cool. What class are you playing in, uh, on the horde side? Uh, on the horde side is a paladin. Ooh, blood off. Yeah, blood off. Nice. The the pretty boy paladin here to save the <laughs> troll things. Yeah. Oh. Oh, come, troll things. I will save you. <laughs> um, For some reason, I'm a Drana, even though I'm a Blood Elf. <laughs> now I was trying to be like, mm, yes, I will save you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. definitely Blood Elf. Yeah, that's it's Blood definitely Elf. Blood Elf, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I've gotten my sword all dirty with this blood from the Blood Trolls. So, <laughs> 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 yeah. Fucking Blood Elves. Um, it's pretty fun. I really like uh, Blood Elf. It just seems really uh, not Blood Elf, fucking Paladin. Um, dude, it seems really powerful. I'm just like running in and like smacking bitches, and um, yeah, it's really fun. Giving them the the rectal examination with the sword. Yes, exactly. And if you see some of those Zandalari swords, that's not a comfortable rectal examination. <laughs> it's not a comfortable rectal examination. <laughs> I don't think any rectal examination for the sword's considered comfortable. No, you're right. But especially those Zandalari ones. You should have a look at the models. They're just... No, they're not good. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I finished that. I uh, found out about the whole Gahoon storyline, which is real sweet. Um, and, uh, yeah, just looking forward to more of the uh, story. Yep, I'm looking forward to it, too. It sounds, uh, sounds good. Mm. Um, then we jump over to Hearthstone, and, man... What's I'm, going on? I am having the best single player fun I have ever had in Hearthstone. Eugene, you hate single player games unless they're Assassin's Creed. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it's pretty fair to say. I, I, I don't think you played anything other than Assassin's Creed. Yeah, oh, I played God of War recently. Oh um, yeah, yeah, you did. Sorry, yeah. oh, but come on. I mean, like, okay, so like, three D action adventures is uh -huh. like normally a jam in, in in single player. So. Yeah, that's true. What are you doing playing it playing a puzzle game? That's what I could have said. <laughs> but dude, Puzzle Labs is open and it is just so fun. Oh god. Uh, tell me about it. Tell like, me about it. So you, you pick one of three sort of um puzzle types. So the first one um is the one that everybody should be pretty good at doing and it's the uh, looking for lethal. So what yep. they do is they put you into a board state, give you some cards, a certain amount of mana, uh possibly um Possibly your opponent has has cards in their hand as well, and you just have to try kill your enemy. 
Okay, in, in one turn or? Uh, yes, in one turn. Ooh, that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is pretty interesting because there are some pretty insanely complicated board states and cards with crazy, crazy interactions. So um, some of the time you can, you know, just the first few are pretty easy, right? It's just like, oh, I just like play this one, this one, and then this one, and then I win. <laughs> but um, but then it gets face. To, yes. Yeah. But then it's like you get to these crazy board states where like, you know, you need to like swap decks with your opponent and then swap it back and then whirlwind and then proc grim patrons and then heal shit and yeah that sounds that sounds fucking insane yeah it's pretty crazy um and then like you know you have to like weave in hero powers at the right time and like i think there's one where you know you're a warrior and you have to gain armor so that you can use it to kill something um otherwise it, it just won't work so you know you have to like use all the resources available to you yeah sure and dude, it's pretty hard. But that being said, it is so fun. Um, and that's just one of the puzzle types. The other one is called, um, oh, I think it's called mirror, where you have to mirror the um, pretty much the board state. So that means that whatever the opponent has on their side, you have on your side as far as like attack and health in the exact yeah, sure. right, in the exact uh, opposite position. Yeah, I I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, so there is that one and that one's also pretty interesting because like with lethal, it's the way that we're trained to think in Hearthstone. We're thinking about mm -hmm. like, let's do damage. But, um, when you look at the mirror one, we're not really trained to look like that. We'll look for those things. We're not really trained to be like, oh, if I do this and then this, then it will match up the board stage. You're like, no, that's just like not something that, um, that we're trained to see. So it's a lot harder. Or at least it's a far higher level strategy because the reason you'd want to do that is because you're, um trying to pull off something like two turns down the line right yeah possibly um i'm not sure if it is a strategy you should employ if you're actually like playing game of Hearthstone, but it the the skills that we're getting is um the the planning and sequencing i think is mm -hmm. um the skills that will actually help you um yeah for sure uh, there are a couple of other ones i don't quite remember what they are oh yeah one's a board clear sorry so you just have to clear the board of every single minion not just your opponents <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, I mean, that's only why one or two flame strikes away, right? <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you don't have flame strikes. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> this means you need to draw a flame strike. Yeah, but then what, what happens to your minions? Oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not the point of the puzzle. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I haven't actually tried the last one yet, just because I'm only up to board clear at the moment. So yeah. Um, once I've done that, I'll try the last one. Uh, there isn't really too much of um, a reward for it. You just get a card back once you finish all of the puzzles. Well, it sounds like the reward is the game itself because eventually um, with games, you sort of lose sight of the fact that you know, you're here to like relax and have fun and like <laughs> de-stress after work. Mm, yeah, sure. I mean, like that's always the that's always a reward for me. But I mean, it is good to get in-game rewards to you know to. For the game companies to, you know, give you that carrot, give you that incentive to actually do more things like it. Yeah, for sure. I I understand that as well. Mm. Yeah. It's also a good business strategy if you're going to, like, sell your game. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a very good business strategy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, it's fun. Everybody should have a go at it. 
And uh, not only that, I think people, if you're trying to get people into Hearthstone, I also think it's a really good way to do it um, because it gets them into the game in a risk-free environment where they get to play with cards that are from all sorts of different things. And not only that, they're not up against anybody and you can reset at any time. And the thing about it is that there is a solution to every single puzzle. Mm. So, um, you know, you, you always get to look around for it and whatnot. The other side of it is pulling back the competitive nature um, is good as well, especially for newer players. Yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. Because it can be quite intimidating coming into a game with... Um, what, or how many active cards are there in Hearthstone? Oh, dude, there's too many. Um, there's like... So when I got into Hearthstone, I, I, got, I got into it in beta, but then I like took a huge break for like two years. Yeah. Um, and then by the time that I got in, there was just like so many cards and so many things that it took me a long time to get into it. And it was actually just really hard um, because you would get in and you'd just have all these like basic cards and then you come up with like these dudes that are dropping like five legendaries and shit. <laughs> and you're like, well, I guess I just lose. Yeah, pretty much. But um, I think what we have is that every year we get an extra 128 times three, I believe. Okay, so, yeah. so just a casual 380. Mm. 384. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's something like that is that every expansion we get around 120 cards, I think. Um, and that happens three times a year. But yep. um, that being said, uh, they if you play standard which is what is aimed for most people. Blizzard, while they do think of wild, um, it's not really encouraged for new players. But, yeah, for sure. But yeah, but for new players, at any one time, um, the best time for new players to get in is around about April because the, you know, the active number of cards at any one time is pretty small. Yeah. Because um, that's the standard rotation. Um, and the worst time is at the end is at the end of the year. <laughs> so we're coming up to the worst time in a few months. Uh, yes, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not necessarily a bad time. It's just like for learning the meta uh, and learning what the cards do. Um, it's pretty bad for beginners. But if they do get into this, um, you know, puzzle mode. I, I really think that it would give them a better experience than going up against people and and mm. or just like endlessly practicing against the innkeeper. And definitely more confidence as well. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, because if you were able to finish it, if you're able to actually do all the puzzles, it's, it'd be pretty hard for somebody that's new that doesn't know all of the interactions. But um, man, you get you have a, like a huge sense of achievement. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, um, so other than that, I have also been, um, you know, uh, mucking around with Mechathun again, with uh, Priest and Druid, with like varying, varying success. A varying success, okay. Yeah. So, 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 so Mechathun is the guy who, if you run out of cards, you win, right? Yeah. The, well, if it's the last card that you that you have on the board and in your deck and in your hand and ever, and it dies, then yeah, that's you win the game. <laughs> So, so you're actually trying to win. What is so you're actually winning with the effect, or, or are you winning like this? No, I'm, I'm winning. Hand? I'm winning with the effect if I win. Oh, cool. cool. Um, I had a really heartbreaking game where I I held back on one of my card draws, and then yeah. I died. Um, 
with like two cards remaining in my deck. No, uh, are you serious? Yeah, because I had the combo and everything, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna fucking do it." Um, but then, <laughs> but then I died. But you know, uh, and I had two cards in my deck, so I just couldn't do the combo. That stinks. Yeah, it stinks. But you know, it happens. Yeah. Um, and I've also been playing around with Hunter because I think that um, I've always wanted to play play Hunter. Um, but it, it always has some like draw issues. But I've been playing around with Bomb Hunter and Death Rattle Hunter. Okay. Because I really like the play style that they make. It's is it more controlly or or aggro? Um, so the thing about it is that it's generally more of a mid range strategy where yeah. you have to win in the mid game, otherwise you will probably lose. Yeah, so 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 it falls off to the late game strats. It does uh, it does if they can stall out pretty well. But mm. the thing is that you have a pretty insane power spike right in the middle of the game. Okay. Um it it's and it's it is um pretty easy to roll over a lot of people with it. Yeah, fair enough. So would you say it's a bit cheesy then? Um no, I don't think it's cheesy. It okay. um it's definitely not a cheesy strategy. Um but it, it is one that's very unique. Mm. It's uh it, it it mostly revolves around um the egg strategy. So like yeah, put, sure. putting down a, a devil saw egg and then the it has a death rattle that summons a five five. And so you can do all sorts of tricks to be able to get out the five five and um you know and uh, have other death rattle minions in your deck as well as kind of risk cube. Ah, uh, yeah. So, do you cube the egg or do you cube the sorcerer? Five five. Um, it depends on the board state, but you know whichever one really. Yeah. Because, like, you know, if you have a devil sorcerer egg, a cube, and a play dead, then yeah. Hmm. Then um, it could be it could be interesting. Anyway, so yeah, that's pretty much my week in Blizzard. Um, so Joey, how has yours been? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you're all aware, uh-huh. I've actually done something a bit zen this week, and I have taken a week away from the computer. Oh my god. Yeah, for the first week of my life, I did not spend any time on the computer Except for at work, where I, where I'm paid to do it. Yep, obviously. But yeah, man. Um, how did it feel? Really strange. And like for the first couple of days, I was actually unable to entertain myself. I I literally didn't know what to do. Oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> it was really weird. Like, like like I started working out for fun, and then I'm like, well, I can't do this all the time. Like literally. Yeah, yeah, you literally just can't work out. Like as soon as you get home, you're like, "Yeah, let's just work out for like five hours." Yeah, pretty much. And you know, I was, and like, you can't sleep either because um, you're too awake to sleep. Uh-huh. So I can't work out. And I can't sleep. Um, going for walks that was pretty entertaining for a little while. Oh yeah, cool. And then I got I got into reading. I, I started reading a, a a nice big old book. Uh-huh. And I got through it this week. I actually just finished it off today, which is pretty, which is pretty nice. Yeah, cool, man. That's good. I was gonna say, like, that's probably the best thing to do is just get a book. Yeah, well, it, it was actually curious because it really one of the things it really did was it highlighted to me exactly how much time I spend on the computer. Because if you've ever heard the joke, um, internet minutes, uh-huh. it's like you spend you spend ten internet minutes on the computer and it's Tuesday suddenly. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I didn't realize how strong that effect was and like actually how much time um, we have to do what we want to do. Uh-huh. And yeah, it was just a, it was just an interesting experience to like to like go through this. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I, you know, judging from the sound of it, it's something that you're probably going to be trying to do more often. Well, yes and no. I mean, it it it, it really depends on my mood. Like, it's just that I, I had literally never tried this before, and it was it was one of my New Year's resolutions. Ah, uh, okay. Um, last year to 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 try spending a week away from the computer, and I just I just happened to say, you know what, I can do this now, and and then I can say I've done it. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, a lot of people do have um, technology-free days sometimes where instead of doing it for just an entire week, they just do it for a single day. Yeah, weak sauce. <laughs> hey, but it's more a sustainable thing, like every two weeks, not nah. not like once in a year randomly. Once in a year randomly is where it's at, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's totally good for mental health. Okay. No, nah, man, I, I... My mental health is like a steel vault. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, I, I hope you do get back to the computer because um, there is a lot of fun to be had and uh, not just time wasting. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm, um, I've been watching some series in Europe for, for what's it called? HTC. Uh-huh. And man, I am ready to play some white man. Oh yeah, cool. We'll talk about it later then. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, we do have some uh, news for in Blizzard this week, Joey. Yes. So speaking of Heroes of the Storm, we had a couple of things happen this week. Is that uh, Mephisto is now out and he's available. He's out of Lord the world. of Hate. Yep. The haters gonna hate, 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 hate. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's a real voice line, by the way. Good. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's out and dude, I tried him in try mode. I am not gonna be playing this dude. No, you don't like him? Nah. Well like he just feels so weird to play. But man, he's got the ulti. Yeah, I know. He's got the He's got the ulti. Yeah, he's got the fucking Carthus ulti. I know. You have to like you're gonna <laughs> okay. have to grab your Mephisto buddy and you know Uh Yeah. Abitha. Rip Abatha. Press F to like press X to Abatha. Yeah. So I mean, like, that's fine. I just don't like all I just don't like his other abilities, eh? Like, um it, it it is gonna take a lot of practice and you have to be really into it. For one, I wasn't really um too much into Diablo universe in general. Um, but I, I do like a lot of the Diablo heroes. Um yeah, for sure. this is just, you know, a a person that I haven't really heard too much about. Um and I, I, the one thing that I don't like about him, um, is the fact that he can do his Q and then move, mm-hmm. but the Q is like his first ability, um, it's a, like a skill shot. It casts from where it was hit, not where you end up. Oh, really? Yes. So mm. like if you're chasing somebody and you hit Q and you keep running, you can essentially run through your uh, Q and it will um, not, you know, it'll be, it'll seem short, but that's yeah. just because it, it, it actually casted from when you hit Q, which was like back before you started running. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. The interesting thing about it is that um, he doesn't actually have to turn to cast it, so he can cast it in any 360 direction. 
without, <laughs> without a, <laughs> yeah infinite hate sorry yeah so um so <laughs> yeah i i don't know i'm not really sold on it i don't know about you man what do you reckon um i reckon i'm gonna buy them give them a, give them a couple of goes and like then decide after i've played them against some humans oh yeah okay that's fine uh, i don't think i'm gonna buy them like i'd probably buy um some other heroes before that probably pick up white mane before i uh before this person lost vikings <laughs> you laugh now but i know that there are three nordic gentlemen inside deep inside you <laughs> deep inside me yeah deep inside you sure i mean like they're lost looking for the way <laughs> yeah they're lost <laughs> Oh, dude. Oh, you made me laugh. Um, may, I mean, maybe there is one day, but I don't think that's, I don't think today is the day. Uh, As well, um, uh, the uh, Anamura is back out. It's back. Yeah, I know we, did we go over it? I'm pretty sure we did, right? I think we went over it mechanically, but uh, I, I haven't played it yet, obviously, because yeah. I've, I've had a week off, so. Yeah, I haven't, I actually didn't play any heroes this week, so. I haven't got to try it out, but it is out. It is ready for everybody. Uh, I'm pretty sure it, 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 it is in the Hero League rotation, um, as well as obviously in the quick match rotation and whatnot. So it is going to be out there. Um, I'm really interested to see how people actually feel about it. So, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, that's really cool because like, I, I, I'm keen to see the new, the new Hanamura. Um, cause, cause I think the, I think the rework they've done with it's really interesting, but I, Obviously, I haven't had a chance yet, so I, yeah. I don't really have any comments. Yeah, either do I. I do think I do think it should be much better. I'll ha- mm. I just by looking at it, I have a much better feeling about it. Um, and yeah, it's pretty a, it's excited. A, it's a much better way, I think, to do the Overwatch um, payload escort mechanic as well. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, coming from someone who who now has played Overwatch, um, mm. yeah, I think it is much better if uh, the way that they're doing it, where it's a single payload. It does change its uh, you know trajectory where it needs to go, and there's yeah. a single one instead of you know multiple and whatnot, and it actually contributes to um, finishing the game. Well, yeah, it feels more like um, fighting over the payload, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it does. If, there's yeah. one focal focal imp- point of impact. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, so the other big news we kind of touched on it a little bit before about World of Warcraft is that the raid all deer is now out on normal and heroic the raids looking yep. for raid coming out next week uh yes i believe lfr is coming out next week as well as mythic um for heroes such as myself <laughs> <laughs> yes well okay so if you haven't killed heroic i don't think you're ever going to kill mythic so we'll start that journey I meant you LFR. Oh, you meant LFR. <laughs> All right. For skilled, for skilled gentlemen such as yourself. Yeah, for skilled gentlemen <laughs> such as me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a good way to see the content. I really do want to get into All Deer and see what it's like in there. Check out the whole Titan Construct thing and um, and whatnot and, and be able to, like, you know, see all the fights and everything. Um, yeah, definitely. And I'm also keen to see... Um what the side story with Murden and and Azeroth's going to go as well because like Azeroth's trying to heal herself after yeah getting I'm not sure if that's a part of this but um we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see yeah um yep so that that's happening um good luck to those people that are going in there this week 
Uh, as well, uh, this week was the first week of Warfronts, which is something that I've been playing quite a bit, actually. Um, oh, yeah. Because we're on the correct side, we get the uh, Warfront first. We're in control of it first. Ah, take that, Horns. Yeah, take that. <laughs> so uh, we actually had access to a world boss, and you actually haven't done it yet. Um, and you should probably do it because you could get a uh, opportunity at a at 370 level gear. Holy shit. But pretty much you joining a group, uh, but you know, zerging it down and then um, possible 370 item. Most of the time you're going to get 30 gold, um, but you know, that's just what happens. Man, do, you, do I look like the kind of guy who's going to pass up 30 gold? <laughs> no, you don't. You don't strike me as someone that would pass that up. Um, <laughs> also, because we control it now, uh, we can get access to certain quests. Most of them give us war resources, but there is one that gives us a guaranteed 340 item. Uh, so that's nice. something uh, that I've done on both my characters as well. Guaranteed 340 item, nothing to snuff at. So um, it's something that we can do. Um, over on the Horde side, uh, what they have to be uh, doing is uh, gathering resources and materials so that they can actually launch their offensive. So the gathering and whatnot, it should actually take a few days for them to, to get in there. Yep. Once that happens, they can start the scenario. Uh, and actually um, be able to take it over. So we'll, we'll find out all about that. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with it. I hear we have to like gather resources and build troops and take over bases and whatnot. Very um, RTS style. I'm, I'm liking the sound of this. Mm. I'm liking the sound of it. Yeah, we have to like build the barracks and upgrade our units and build units and gather resources. It's essentially just like playing uh, Warcraft 3. I think you mean Warcraft 4. It's out. <laughs> it's out. Yep. It's here. It's a mini game of World of Warcraft. Yeah. Well, so that happens. And then once you actually capture the Warfront, you do get a guaranteed item at the end of it. So it is like worthwhile for everybody to do. Because cool, you cool. do get yeah, you do get a guaranteed um item at the end. So pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. So yeah, um, I'm pretty. I'm looking forward to when the Horde Scum finally take it over, and then we can take it back. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Warfronts. Yeah. Yes, Warfronts. Good. All right, let us get into some esports action, and man, let's get started with some Hearthstone esports. You face Jaraxxus, Eldar Lord of the Burning Legion. Well played. Well played. Good game. Well played. Good game. You stream. I stream. We all stream for Hellstream. All right, man. So, dude, there has been so much Hearthstone shit happening. Oh, my God. Welcome to the tavern. Yes. Dude, tavern is just open for business. And let me tell you a couple of reasons. Um, HGG, been going strong. Yeah, well, we have the we have like the world tour, right? What's that? We have the world tour, right? All the all the countries fighting against each other. It's still going on. Yeah, yeah, that's what HGG is. Here is Global Games. I don't know what HGG stands for. I I, I assume it stands for Hearthstone GG. <laughs> yeah, Global Games. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. So now you know, and knowing us after battle. Um, but so the Hearthstone <laughs> Global Games is where all the countries fight off against each other. Yep. Um, and we have just finished round six, which um, means that we have our top sixteen uh, going into the um, going into the finals essentially. 
And I can see Brasilia is on the list. Yeah, so um, if we do have a look at the top five, it is Brazil is number one, actually. Amazing. Yes. Oh, well, well, that's clearly why they knocked out Australia. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, so Brazil's number one, followed by Singapore, followed by Ukraine, uh, followed by the UK after that, and Bulgaria rounded out as our top five. Good on them. So yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty interested. I was pretty surprised about seeing Brazil up there um, so high, actually. Yeah, me too. Like, because you'd normally assume it was going to be the US or um, or Korea, like because because that's because that's where normally the the esports league goes to. Yeah, normally it does. But um, when it comes to Hearthstone, a lot of the European countries are pretty insane um, because they do have a lot of different uh, and really really talented people. Uh, in particular, people like Tice, people like Bunny Hopper and Hunter Ace and all those dudes. Um, they are pretty high up there as far as Hearthstone is concerned. And if you have even one of them on your team, then it's just a huge boon to you. The US mm. did make it into the top 16 because they have like the god Muzzy. Um, and um, yeah, man, it's it's just been really, really fun to watch. Um, it's sad to note that Australia is not in the top 16. No, 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 we didn't make it. Um <laughs> But our, you know, the Kiwi brothers from across the across the um, Tasman uh, have actually made it, and they are number ten. Hey, good on you, New Zealand. Yeah, so New Zealand's actually, um, yeah, it's actually Anzac Pride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now we can say Anzac Pride. <laughs> Normally, it's like, oh, Kiwis, God, I hate the Kiwis. Yeah, fucking Kiwis. Yeah. <laughs> when they're representing Pacifica yeah. in um, in Houston, it's Anzac Pride. Yeah, so it's like, yes, Anzacs. We got you back. World War One. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> so um, they're in there, uh, and um, you know, Ooh, it's, is, it could, yeah, I, actually, I have to is, say honestly, good Turkey, on them. Is Turkey in the top sixteen? Because that could that could be awkward with Enzak Pride. Um, I'm not sure actually. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, right. I don't remember, but possibly. All right. Possibly. Mm-hmm. New Zealand, if, if Turkey's there, just like run. Yeah. <laughs> Don't follow the British. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you do. Yes. <sighs> so, um, dude, it's been very, very interesting to watch. I've, um, and it's on at some pretty good times for us. So, um, yeah, really, 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 really interesting to see, um, the type of decks that they've been bringing, whether or not they've actually adapted, um, Boomsday. And, you know, some people run in some, pretty meme stuff but um been really really um interesting to see and they are taking a break for a couple of weeks so we're not really going to get too much hgg action but um once it comes back we'll have a lot of things to look at and a lot of things to talk about are you so, expecting to see uh mechathun to make oh, man, dude mechathun is already in a lot of decks in hgg <laughs> good yeah <laughs> uh, anyway speaking of mechathun um, there is also something that's pretty much happening as we speak, Joey. Oh, yeah? What's going on as we speak? Um, the Asia-Pacific playoffs are happening pretty much right now. Hey, nice. Yeah, so I, I, I was watching a lot of it today, actually. it's um It's been going... Um, yeah, it did, it did start today. And, uh, man, it's actually been really, really fun to watch. Yeah, that's uh, that's good to hear. So, so, so what kind of decks are being played? Um, so if we have a look at some popular decks... What I've been seeing is a lot of people have been banning um, either Warlock or Druid because they um, are bringing either Odd Paladin or Zoo Warlock. Ah, I see. 
Yeah. So, so it's, it, it, is that a is that a play on the cube or? Uh, no, Zoo is not a play on a cube. Zoo is a very aggressive strategy. Okay. So yeah, basically, you um, you play a lot of um, a lot of aggressive minions, a lot of buffs, um, a lot of like really uh, insane tempo plays, and and it's all held together because you're able to draw a card every every turn with the life tap. Yeah. So that's so that's pretty like because if you can control through it, then your warlock should be pretty tapped out by turn five or six, right? Um, you would think that, but their tempo plays are just really strong, um, as well as some of the cards that they have available to them. So, um, you would think so. Um, especially there's a card I want to talk about later, but um, okay. yeah, there are some things that are going down. Like they they can buff up things like uh, Baronite Chain Gang, um, so that when you put it down, it's like an insane amount of stats on the board. Yeah. Um, you know they do have things that control the board, like um. Uh, like the dry dreadlord, despicable dreadlord, etc. So despicable Jaraxus. <laughs> uh, uh, side note: most people are running the Mecha Jaraxus, which I oh, really? also have. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really excellent cool. to hear. Excellent to hear. It is really good. Um, so some of the players that I wanted to mention is uh, first of all, before we go into decks, um, is that the the one that everybody's keeping their eye on is the reigning world champion Tom six zero two two nine. That is the worst handle ever. Yeah, yeah, Tom six zero two two nine. Anyway, <laughs> um, so Tom is—he's actually currently doing really well. He was three zero the last time I checked. Hey, um, good on him. Possibly even four zero. Um, a couple of other things as well because it's Asia, Asia Pacific, Australia, and New Zealanders get to be in there too. Um, yep. so Akumeka was actually um doing really well. I think it was three zero as well. So you know he, he's run and uh, he's running a really uh, cool list. Um, I believe uh. One of them is um, is Shaman, Shadowhawk Shaman. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and hey, Shadowhawk. Yeah. Still, still strong. Yeah, it's still going. They call it good Shadowhawk now instead of like combo. So it's more of a okay. uh, a tempo play. Um, as well- I, I, I'm actually seeing the Shadowhawk come out though because, because normally I, uh, any Shadowhawk game I watch yeah, um, it doesn't actually come out. Yeah. <laughs> Shadowhawk comes out. Yeah, well, the tempo plays are pretty strong. So like... Yeah, normally you don't really see it come out too much. If it does come out, it's normally the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as well as uh, Citizen Napper, which is an Australian dude, I'm pretty sure. Um, Good on you, Napper. Yeah, he's um he's 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 doing he's doing okay. He was um he was one and one when I last checked him, but I'm not I'm not sure how it's going now as we go through some of the rounds. So. One and one ain't too bad, but it's definitely not looking uh, good for like you know top eight contention. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's not a good sign. To, uh, that's for real. Mm. So um, you were asking about decks before, Joey, I and was. um, some of the popular decks that are really running around right now is obviously those two that are getting banned a lot. Yep. Um, but the big one that I wanted to mention is that there are there are two types of rogues that are running that are running around. Miracle. No. <laughs> okay, one of the rogues <laughs> is Odd Rogue. Yep, and fucking Quest Rogue. The Quest is back, dude. The Quest is back, and like, yeah, it it might need just another nerf, you know. I just it's, but I I don't know if you can or if you should. <laughs> well, the last time they nerfed Quest Rogue, it, it gave rise to the fucking miracle plays, right? Yeah, it did. 
Um, the, the, the auctioneer of Doom that'll just give you all the cards. Well, Miracle has been around since like beta. Yeah. Um, so that's always a thing that, that rogues are going to be able to do. Uh, I, I, I mentioned pro play specifically, like just in the, in the, pro, in the pro scene, like, like nothing quest uh, gives you back Miracle. Um, normally, yeah, because people, people like the whole Miracle thing as well. It did get some support with yeah. it and it wasn't just you know it, it wasn't just you had to play quest rogue you you could actually do other things with it yeah um, so yeah so that was pretty much a pretty uh, a thing um and a couple of other ones are things like token druid is essentially the only druid that you're seeing possibly a mechathune i heard that there's one person that has two mechathune decks <laughs> great yeah so mechathune druid possibly Awesome. Um, and the other popular one that I've been seeing is Death Rattle Hunter and Spell Hunter. So what sort of Death Rattles is he, is he throwing out there? Like, is he, is he trying to get it out with uh, Feign Death? What do you mean? Uh, so you, 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 get a cool, you get a cool Death Rattle card, you Feign Death it, make it go off, and then that, and that starts a chain or something? Or? Oh, for Death Rattle Hunter. Yeah. It's what I was talking about earlier, dude, the one that oh. I was playing with. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Death Rider Hunter, one playing eggs and, and kind of risk cubes and play, and play dead. Play dead is the one that essentially does does what you're talking about. Sorry, play dead, not fan yeah. death. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. There's all of those things that are going down. Um, so the, the big thing that everyone's really talking about, though, especially um, in the community, on ladder, etc., is a card called Giggling Inventor. Okay. Do you know what it does? No idea, man. What does it do? Ah, okay. The Giggling Inventor is a 5-mana 2-1 mm-hmm. that summons two Anoyotron modules, which are 1-2s with Taunts and Divine Shield. <laughs> so you have oh, to put that's in, so annoying. So you have to put in four attacks to this, to this like annoying piece of shit. Yeah. Like, that's really shitty. It's, it's really annoying. So it... It really speaks to the fact that how powerful this card is because it's a neutral card. It is in a lot of decks right now. And not only that, it's in aggressive decks. It's in defensive decks. That's really weird. So it it works well in both, right? Mm. Because in aggressive decks, you just want more bodies on the field, right? So you might as well just play the Giggly Inventor because they're also quite sticky as a divine shield. But on the flip side, if you want to be defensive, well, they also have Taunt and Divine Shield. So if someone's trying to be aggressive, they have to put in four attacks into essentially these two minions that you paid five mana for. Um, so I think it's a it's a little bit of a problem. Can they be silenced though? Like yeah, they yeah, them. they can be silenced. They can be destroyed. It's given rise to a couple of tech cards for it. Uh, in particular, yeah. Mossy Horror kills anything with two attack or less. Um, yeah, yeah, six yeah. mana. Um, there's also a card called Blood Knight, I believe, that basically steals um, uh, all Divine Shield on any minion, and it gets plus one, plus one, or something, or plus two, plus two for every um, Divine Shield that it steals. Okay, that's an interesting tech. Yeah, so y- you pretty much get these gigantic minions that that are on board, or you just you know play Mossy Hara to destroy all of it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so there are ways around it, but you know, you do have to tech those cards in, and it, and it and it does mean you have to have that particular one card just to counter another one. Yeah, definitely. The 
one that everybody is really raging on about um, is the fact that if you pay play a giggling inventor in quest rogue, they all become four fours. Oh, that's nasty. So yeah, so it's essentially five mana, you know, twelve, twelve worth of stats. Yeah, and and with divine shield. Uh yeah, two of them with divine shield. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's nasty. So, um, the the whole quest rogue being in and giggling inventor being popular, um, everybody is just like you know losing their shit about it essentially. No, I can understand that. So, um, I think that, you know, that like. It, it's i don't know i i don't think that it needs to change um at the moment but i think it going forward i think that it might limit what blizzard want to do in the future so i i do imagine a nerf incoming whether or not it's they lose divine shield is because I, I think the divine shield is the thing that's like really breaking the camel's back yeah like that's what it sounds like to me because the divine shield is really like because that is just an extra attack. Like no matter what they they have to give this thing. Yeah, yeah. So if they're gonna nerf it, I think that's where it should go. It should go. I don't care too much about its stats. Maybe that like a one. Well, yeah, because one, the face two, isn't yeah. very the face isn't very deadly or anything. It's just annoying. Yeah, yeah. Which is sort of it's we, called the Annoyatron yeah, robot. Yeah, so. it's called yeah. It, well, Giggly Inventor summons the Annoyatron modules, so like, yeah, they they they're gonna be annoying. That's the whole idea. But, but like, if if you don't have the Divine Shield, then you can like get it with like a you know a, a three mana spell like Phantom Blades or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you can. They could reduce the health to one one possibly, um, and keep the yeah. Divine Shield. I don't know, or maybe even a zero one. But um, yeah. yeah, they. I think I think going forward they'll have to do something about it because it is so popular right now. But, um. I don't think it's dangerously popular or dangerously overpowered. Just one of the the natures of the current Hearthstone landscape. Yeah. And man, one card that I just wanted to highlight. Yep. That's doing some crazy business. What's it? What's it doing? Um, the card is Myra's Unstable Element. Okay. And that's the one where it's the rogue card where you draw the rest of your deck. Ah, uh, dude, it's been doing some crazy things. Yeah, I've, I've I've seen this I've seen this one go off. It's pretty insane. Yeah, so like you know you'll be all out of resources, and it's just a hail mary to hopefully draw some good cards. And most of the time, your deck's full of good cards. So <laughs> that's um, where we get it from. <laughs> yeah, so it's normally like these situations where the game's pretty tense, you know, it's these odd rogues or, you know, this quest rogue. Um, not so much in quest rogue, I would imagine, but definitely in odd rogue. I've seen a lot of people that draw an unstable element and then just have so many resources at their disposal that they essentially claw the game back. Like, they're you know, they're pretty much the, these, like, situations that are unwinnable for the rogue, and then all of a sudden they just have all their cards and they just bring it all back. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, so um, it's been making some pretty crazy plays, some pretty crazy game stories. Yeah, definitely. Like the because the, the big turnaround is sort of like the thing in Hearthstone, right? Like everybody wants to watch the big turnaround. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You 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 don't want to like see one person just control the game from start to finish. Like that's just boring. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, like because because it's it, it's obviously fun for the winner, but it's. <laughs> 
like everyone gets to see the writing on the wall when that happens. Yeah, sure. So like it is good when it's a good back and forth. Um and the big sort of turnaround is the is the thing that you really want. Yeah, the the tension of the big turnaround happening. That's like the that's like the exciting part yeah. of of watching for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. You know, it, it it's definitely not, you know, these dudes staring at the screen for like fucking fifty years. <laughs> Slowly watching the time yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, like, hmm, do I hit end turn now or until the rope gets all the way to the end? <laughs> I just love watching this animation. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So anyway, that's uh, still currently going on. Um, I did want to highlight those couple of cards that are that are causing some pain or causing some really awesome turnaround uh, good games. Yep. So um, yeah, um, probably be watching some more of the uh, of the finals tomorrow. Oh, not the finals, but um, day two. So, um, Definitely, it'd be good to check out. Yeah. Will be. All right, Joey. Now time for some Heroes Esports. I have a PhD in PvP. You have some skill. Talent? Ah, that seems generous. What? I mean, I knew I could do that. All right, man. So into the Nexus. Yeah, we are going, (laughs) we're going into the Nexus. So uh tell me Joe what's been um what's been happening over on the Europe side I heard that you watched some uh open open division Yes I'm watching the noobs Uh yeah noobs <laughs> <laughs> the noobs the quote unquote noobs Yeah the quote unquote noobs yeah cool um, no, no. So, so, so these are obviously the guys who are vying for um the next big position in yeah in the um, HDC in the HTC, yeah. So, so I thought it'd be interesting because, like, you know, the, the tension's pretty high. Um, but, you know, they obviously haven't, like, scrimmed professionally or anything. And, you know, it's sort of like college football, you know, like, like the passion's there. Mm, but, yeah, you know, yeah, sure. But maybe the, maybe, maybe the skill isn't. Mm. I mean, like, that, that's the whole thing is it, w- it would be pretty competitive to be in that, in that division, right? Like, I imagine you'd have to play a lot and be very good and be very dedicated just to get there in the first place. And then... You sort of have to earn your stripes to be able to, you know, be able to uh, play to try and get into the HDC. So, and yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's um, like like these guys are really good. Like, like I, I'm gonna be real. Like, if there wasn't like just one throw or like one two pixels out of position or like one passion play, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for just that one little misstep, like either side could win. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And 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 like we don't have the like the long history of watching these teams fight over and over again to to know okay this guy's going to win or this guy's going to win, like I like you come into each game fresh going, I have no the f- I have no idea who the fuck these people are and like good luck guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I suppose it is good in that respect because we don't have any uh, preconceptions about what's going on, like they're yeah, not like, they're not like really developed teams or developed names exactly. or anything like that. Exactly. And this is obviously also the the recruiting ground that the big teams use to to snipe players from. Mm, yeah, sure. Which is, which is why the big teams remain the big teams because they just snipe yeah. players from from the open division. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's just what they do. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I was watching. Um, this series is called Holy Bananas versus Skog Support. Excellent. Um, I, I don't know what a Skog support is, but I, I do know what a Holy Banana is. Yep, yeah, I, I mean, I was just about to say that. I'm like, Skog support is probably some sort of Nordic thing, right? 
Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I don't know. It's the it's the fourth lost Viking. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! We found him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, no uh, no TLV um, in this series, which which is what I was looking forward to. Uh... I, I did see um I did see Gul'dan, which is which is kind of interesting. Uh, I saw Gul'dan and Cassia. Oh yeah, those those picks have um been coming up a little bit, like not too often, but they, they've mm. definitely been uh, getting the rounds. Other than that, I, I, there was there was quite a bit of meta. So yeah, as uh, a new Brack was picked uh, a lot, the Hulk was picked a lot, White Man was picked a lot, mm-hmm. uh, Decker Cat was picked a lot. I, uh, I'm, I'm curious about the Anubarak, Actually, that seems interesting. Yeah, well, um, Anu played pretty well. I think Anu played on oh Holy Bananas in Battlefield of Eternity, and you know, I could see like they were using the power properly. Like he was always do, doing the get out. Mm. And um, it was definitely using the uh, cocoon to good effect as well. Yeah, sure. Grab people out position. Yeah, yeah, nice. Because I do, I do remember when like Anubarak was the king of like tanks, and yeah. that everyone was complaining that like cocoon was like this essentially instantaneous traveling like group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so going through the games, um, our first game was on Infernal Shrines. Mm. And basically, Holy Bananas just sort of whipped their whipped their banana out for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was pretty much every phase of the fight. Holy Bananas, like they'd always have that slight advantage. Like in the early game with the one three one, it was sort of going in Holy Bananas' favor. Mm, yeah, sure. And, um, first shrine came out. Skoke support th- through through a through a death, and like they they took it and punished it to the face. Second shrine, pretty much a repeat of the first shrine. I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I could see how this is going, going, going again. Maybe this isn't as fun as I thought. Yeah, but right. Then, <laughs> but then, then it was 16 verse 14, Holy Banana Zoheb. Yep. And Skog support, like, 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 this is the tense part of the game. It's the uh, third shrine, fourth shrine. Uh, pr- pr- probably third shrine. So, Basically, the team fighters joined, and you could clearly see the mistake the Skog support made. So what oh, they did was, right. what they what they did was, Holy Bananas came in, uh, threw down a Rainer ulti, and Skog support immediately bunkered it. And the bunker was the mistake. Yeah, sure, because you didn't really need to do that, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. You to save it for later. Exactly. So Skoke support all jumped in the bunker, and it was like five people in the bunker. It was like the flamethrower's gone everywhere. Wow, wow, wow. I'm like, yeah, yeah, go bunker. And <laughs> yeah, I don't there's... imagine it's going to end up well once they leave the bunker. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Leoric put down a wall around the bunker. Yeah. And that was just really funny because the bunker ended. And then everyone's in Leoric's tomb, and then Phoenix <laughs> oh, no. uh, fired us up. <laughs> Oh no! It's so punishing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was watching. I was like, oh no, oh, no, not the phoenix as well. Oh, oh God. man, you did. Oh. Have mercy, have yeah. mercy, bananas. Yep, yeah, I hope someone thought of the children. Nah, the children <laughs> all died. I'm sorry. No, I mean the children watching. Oh yeah, well, children watching, but the, the, this was like this was legitimately Anakin going into the going into the younglings and like <laughs> firing a lightsaber. Oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. 
I think Skogsmall went because uh, remember there were two levels down as well, and um, Holy Bananas had sixteen. So yeah, right, right. <laughs> it just yeah. didn't work. Yep. But it was really interesting seeing the because um, obviously when you see like perfect perfect heroes played all the time, you you don't think about why they hold bunker for so long or why they use bunker at that particular time. Mm. Yeah, sure. And this was a really clear example of when not to use a bunker. Yep. Yep, that holding it's just like a good thing to do. Anyway, so so game two in, in Dragon in Dragonshire, I thought, okay, this is pretty much the same thing because you know, so Skokes War, like they get two they get two Dragonites down, mm-hmm. they can't hold both points at once, they keep losing dumb deaths. It's like but this time they weren't actually that far behind on XP. It was like uh, thirteen to thirteen, fourteen to fourteen. Oh yeah, that's pretty always good. a little bit behind. Always a little bit behind, but not super. But not behind. like yeah, but yeah, but not like you know, not in contention. Yeah, they could take fights at you know whenever they wanted, right? So so then two two things happen. Uh, Holy bananas, um, the Haka makes the funniest fucking play I've ever seen. Um, the Haka tunneled to okay. So you think of Dragonshire? There's this the siege camps. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Enemies enemy siege camp bush. The Haka tunnels there with like no support. Uh-huh. So just like it's going on a fucking solo it's, mission. It's fucking going in. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing to Haka? And then he shows. <laughs> um and then and then obviously Skogsup was like, oh, free the Haka kill. Okay. And they they'll go for the Haka. And mm-hmm. then Holy Banana's team comes in at like, you know, 30 seconds late. Uh in the middle of the of the Haka part. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, holy bananas—they just got blended. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> shit. Okay. Oh my god! I think Dahaka made a, mis- a miscalculation. Yeah, slight miscalculation on the flank there. Yeah, was so he going for like the uber flank or something? Uh, no, no, no. He was going for. Um, he thought his team was closer than closer than they were. Ah, uh, okay, right. If right. if if Hollywood has had been fifteen seconds earlier in the play, it actually would have ended up with a, a keep down. Yeah, sure. Okay, that's that's fair then. So he just like was a bit too eager. Yeah, it's, it, it's a miscalc. It's like the it's like the opposite of what happened in Infernal Shrines. Like, mm, um, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, Blaze just did it too early. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so after that little skirmish, what happened was. Um, Holy Bananas were still on the up and up at, at the stage, and they kept trying to take Skogsapur's siege. Yeah, right. And it was just a matter of time until they got Skogsapur got um, Jaina Ring of Frost and Hansa Scatter Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, just just in that big tunnel bit, and just oh, just like, like melted everyone, melted them, and and that gave Skogsapur a Dragon Knight, and they won with at level eighteen with the Dragon Knight. Oh, crazy! Yeah, it Dude. was like it. It was literally like. Like right on the knife's edge, like like who's going to win this game? Mm. Like, oh, you know, it's it's not yeah, as nice. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's not like as bad as you thought. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So, Tomb of the Spider Queen, game three. So this was pretty even again. Like, I, like I couldn't really tell who was going to win. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, Holy Bananas did it again. They they dehacked into like a, a dangerous bush. And it's like, ooh, I'm the hacker. What am I going to do? But this time it was, um, <laughs> it was a, it was a more clever strategy because while while the hacker was actually maybe it was Blaze was the main tank was like like nonsensing around the bottom lane. Uh-huh. 
um, the other two heroes were taking the boss. Yeah, right, right. And so the boss is on Holly Banana's side, but because Holly Banana's lost a hero, uh, Skokespaw were able to turn in. Oh, yeah, damn. And it was a really interesting interplay because... Um, yeah, because you have the boss and the web weavers like, happening at the same time. Exactly. And what, 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 if, what in effect happened was that the boss ate the gems, is how I'll describe it. So, okay. this is, so they had the gems for the, for the turn-in, but they had to use the gems so that they could defeat the boss. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, so it was a it was a really interesting interplay between the two um, map level events, and it like it basically wasted a bit of time, but it wasted a time in in this really good way, and it, and that was the worst outcome for Holy Bananas. Like the best outcome for Holy Bananas is everybody gets away, they don't get a turn in, and now Skokespaw have a boss in the top lane. Yeah, right, right. So is it, it? So that was interesting. Um, they so they lost the game because Skokespaw that is they lost this game because um basically after that boss interplay, uh Holly Bananas were going for a turn in and Muradin miscalculated the distance on his uh Stormbolt. Uh no, it didn't interrupt. Didn't interrupt. And not uh, only did right. he but, but he he doubled down on the mistake because he because he, he dwarfed us in right after. Oh, okay. <laughs> But then, like, he didn't. He also didn't interrupt with that. It, it had already turned in. Oh, so like, yeah, damn, dude. That yeah, that's a rough position to be in. Yeah. So that so Skokesball lost the ensuing team fight, uh, four zero, and basically they just lost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's not much you can do about that. Like, you know, get good. But, yeah. <laughs> um, that's one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, like. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose the. You're gonna lose a game if you if you do that. Mm. Yeah, those are like, they're they're pretty small mistakes. But you know, when it's when it's down to getting a turn in, and your you know your team is like relying on you to like hit your stone bolt, then yeah. Mm. I mean, the the tension is pretty high, so it's not like I'm not sympathetic to to the, all this stuff happening. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like obviously, there are a lot of other things going on. And then, you know, there's just like this slight, you know, misstep on like how far your thing can go. But man, it just really shows you what can happen. And and to be honest, I, I wouldn't blame the Muradin play either because like his team was probably pressuring him like his the shot caller might have been saying, you know, go in, go in, go in, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Yeah. It could so, it could have been that as well. It could have been that. Yeah. So the next game was BOE. Mm-hmm. Um, BOE was actually really interesting, and it's not because of any like particular player or anything, but it's because of this interplay that the two teams had. Oh yeah, what, what was what was going down? Well, basically, Skog support were able to win every immortal race, mm-hmm. but Holy Bananas were able to outfight Skog support. Oh man, that is like the classic, classic mix-up, classic strategy. Yeah, it's and and. It'd be like Skog support would, would just lose the team fight, but then Greymane would get them like a full shield, full fledged immortal, just stomping down the top lane. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, so it's the it's like the classic thing of you get the immortal, but there's nobody there to push with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, right. but, but but this dragged the game out to level twenty four. Oh man, so it, was, it was really fucking tense. So and, level uh, twenty four. Uh, 
and you had catapults on both sides, um, just like just like slamming on the cores. I'm like, oh man, mm. how's this gonna go? Yeah, it's a pretty tense game at that point. Unfortunately, it it sort of came down to RNG a, a little bit because you know how when the immortals start the halftime phase, where they end up is RNG. Yeah, well, um, there is a pattern for the first one. A pseudo RNG. Yeah. So, like, the first one is always in a set pattern, but then the others yeah. are pretty RNG. Yeah. Basically, it, um, it favored a team fighting composition rather than an immortal race composition. Ah, uh, okay. So, it was aggressive positioning. Yep. Yeah, right. Um, and this, like, you know, Skokes of War weren't able to do this. No, because... Because they'd yeah. lost every fight, like, consistently. Yeah, because it would have been on their opponent's side, and then, like, yep. going into that territory just meant you had to take the fight. So, yep. yeah, right. So, Holy Bananas, I, I wrote down, they won the Old Fashioned Way. <laughs> they, <laughs> they killed the enemy team, and, they, and then they just busted down the core. And, yeah, and then okay. they took the series. Yeah, right, dude. Crazy BOE game. So, GG to Holy Bananas. Better luck next time, Skog support. Um, good games all around. Yeah, man, dude, that sounds really good. Uh, I had I had a lot of fun watching it. It was uh, it, it was really entertaining. Yeah, right. Maybe it's something that we should pay attention to a little bit more then. Yeah, yeah. All right, awesome. So, yeah, anybody who's listening, just yeah, check it out. It's still some high quality um, Heroes of the Storm gameplay, but you know, probably with more surprises than what we'll see in our normal HGC. And a lot more mistakes. And um, if you watch people make mistakes, it, it lets you. Not make mistakes yourself when when you're in the moment. Yeah, very true, very true. It is like better to see people that are slightly more like human. <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe <laughs> I could be in the open division one day. Yeah, right. <laughs> maybe you'd have to be GM or something, right? Bronze, uh, man. I I could totally spectate. I could <laughs> I, I could spectate open division. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So um, I didn't watch any Open Division, um, and I caught a little bit of one of the series um, today that was going on um, yep. over in North America. Um, and man, it was an absolute treat to watch this series. Um, it was Team Octalysis versus Tempo Storm. Oh man, uh, those are some good teams. Oh, I, I like watching Octa. Yeah, dude, Octalysis is really good, and um, Tempo Storm is actually doing pretty uh doing pretty well tempo storm's always one of the top teams and octalysis is always this team that is generally speaking always in the middle of the pack and can't <laughs> and never really broke out into the top but yep. um but, uh, up and up until this particular series they had been doing really well um and had won all of their games after they came back from the brawl um or the clash sorry um, so yeah, it was, it was the stage was set for a really really good um, matchup because Octalysis had a you know really good background motivation and Tempo Storm is just Tempo Storm. Yeah, <laughs> they're just gods. Yeah, they're just good. Um, they're not they're not top. I believe Heroes Hearth is actually still top of the table. Um, okay, but um, man, they're they're still like up there. One like they're always one and two. Um, so. Pretty much the story of Octalysis is that, you know, they just they, imagine that there is the, the meta, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Octalysis just give it the finger and, uh, and then do whatever they want. Cool. <laughs> Happens the Lost Vikings every game. <laughs> well, 
not lost Vikings. They haven't played Vikings yet. Okay. But their first draft, right? I'll take you through their picks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lay it on me. So, first of all, they pick Urel. Yep, that's a solid pick. They pick Genji. Oh, yeah. you got to get that um, uh, woody woggy woggy. Yep. <laughs> they pick Sergeant Hammer. Uh, good for sieging. All right, I can see that. Uh-huh. Uh, then their last two picks are the interesting ones. So right now we have a Genji, Sudden Hammer, Urel. So we got some good damage. Uh, we mm-hmm. got a good uh, solo laner. Then yeah. they have Stukov and Uther. What? Yeah. What's so Urel's the main tank? Well, kind of. She's still the solo laner. I believe that the tank was Uther. How? He was just there doing his thing on the front line, <laughs> stunning bitches. Eugene, he's a healer. <laughs> um, I'll have you know that he has armor from healing himself, and yeah. ho- and he has holy shock, and he has a point and click stun. What's he meant to do against Garrosh? Uh he wasn't against Garrosh. Oh, that's uh, that's, that's lucky. Um, yeah, he was against Moradin. <laughs> he was against Moradin. Uh, they 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 had a um a Moradin yeah. creamy decked Melthiel uh Rainer, um on them, but man, they just won every single shrine almost. What? Like it was just it was just rocking against Tempo Storm. It was like it was crazy. Um but the big thing about it was uh that Genji really was able to was able to shine. Um and a lot of people are using um Dragon Blade now. So there's not so much um a big focus on X Strike anymore. People are back to using Dragon Blade. Oh that's interesting. That's interesting. Um and, you know, so, yeah. I, I I think I actually missed an interplay here because um Irel and Uther do go back to back quite well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they probably would. You're right, because um, they can share around the armor and heals and whatnot, and pretty much mm. never die. So and, I think uh, at Irel, going on. Irel brings the mobility where, um, where Uther's bringing the sort of the um, protect the hammer. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was definitely protect the hammer, and obviously, like he was running divine shield and whatnot. So you know. Um, there was basically a shrine where Uther just put the D shield on Genji and then Genji just killed everybody. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that was pretty much the story of game one on Infernal Shrines. You know, I, I, I the more I think about it, the more I like it because, uh, yeah. Irel and Uther are also like both like hammer wielding paladins as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're right, man. So- back to back. So, so them just sort of waiting into battle, like, yeah, like uh, I want to try that. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, we should try that. Totally yeah. try that next time. All right. Um, the next game that they played was on Dragonshire. Okay. Um, Tempo Storm pretty much run almost the exact same composition that they had before, um, <laughs> cool. except uh, they put in a Tassadar and a uh, Blaze instead of Chromie and Melthiel. So exact same thing. And then fucking t- uh, Octalysis, man. They just like so you know how that you know how they gave they gave it the finger, right? They just yep. like double give it the finger uh, to the meta, <laughs> and they play this crazy bullshit. So the only two picks that are considered meta right now, sorry, three, is Johanna, mm-hmm. Junkrat, and mm-hmm. Abatha, right? Yeah, yeah. So those are pretty standard. Yeah. Um. Guess what? It was a solo support Abatha with a Valera and a Samuro. What? Yes. 
what do you mean to do with so let's put abathur as a thing um okay. but yeah they had like just double stealthy like samuro was played by goku in the top lane uh yep. well in the solo lane i should say and then they just had johanna junkrat and valera roaming around and man like the the valera play was just really awesome i imagine it was what like, the fuck yeah dude the valera play was really good just had so many uh so many ganks so many awesome silences was able to just roam around and do pretty much whatever the fuck she wanted um goku was playing awesome on on samuro um and it was like you know he was able to to use abatha with the, to like to good effect with him so he was able to use the stealth use the clones use abatha um yeah, yeah. to just be able to like you know shred bitches and do really well i do have to say like the the amount of blow up that that has is like pretty ridiculous it is it is pretty ridiculous um i guess they were going for what tessita uh, Tassada has dimensional shifts, so I don't think so. No, it was a lot oh, of Rainer. Rainer was the big one. Yeah, yeah, sure. And um, Decad. <laughs> oh, poor Decad. Poor Decad. He doesn't even get stay a while out. He just like. <laughs> I think he went low NATO in that game, actually. Oh, uh, okay. uh, no, he might have gone stay a while. I don't remember. So, man, um, guess what? Team Atalus is fucking win that game too. That's that's disgusting. Yeah, it's real gross, isn't it? So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so they're fucking, they're two, they're up two zero. Uh, and then the next game is on, uh, Volskaya Foundry. See, Ox is looking pretty nice going into Volskaya, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. They're looking really good. They, they're essentially just like throwing fucking curveballs left and right. Yeah. Um, so Tempo Storm trying to adjust to this. They throw out their own sort of, um, wrench in what's going on and they pick an Anna as a, as their support. <laughs> yeah. It's like I can read the wind. Yeah. We're not playing better games anymore. <laughs> so yeah, this like, no, fuck that. Um so but then what happens is fucking Octalysis, they pick somewhat, you know, good. They pick a Decad and a Tassada yeah. for their okay. solo double support type strategy. Yeah, this they, is normal. Yeah, they pick a Blaze for the top lane and Sergeant Hammer. Nothing wrong here. Um, but then they get fucking Diva as their tank. Oh, fucking nerf this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they saw the um, the, the, they saw the new Blizzard cinematic and they're like, yeah, they're yeah like, Diva, let's go. Yeah, Diva, let's, let's do this. So yeah, um, so they picked Diva. The thing about Diva was uh, she didn't actually do too well. Um, That's a shame. Malthiel was kind of farming his uh, ultimate on the mech though. Because it does give him the cooldown reduction. Oh, I see. His uh, last rights. So we was kind of farming it on the mech. But when you farm it on the mech, you're not really killing a hero. You're just, you know, killing the mech and whatnot. And yeah. yeah. So this game in particular was was pretty interesting because the, the while there wasn't too many good like nerf this plays. Um, I imagine it go really well on the point though. Yeah, it, it did go pretty well on the point. The big the big story of this one's fucking Decad Kane, man. Oh really? Yeah, Decad was like doing some crazy shit with his level sixteen. So essentially, what happened was is that there was a fight that was going down. Um, uh, Octalysis was uh, had a level lead, mm-hmm. and they were invading the enemy gun camp. Okay. Yep. Good to yeah. see. So they were there, right? And they they um you know Tempo Storm was like, all right, time to take a fight. So they take the fight. With Ancient Blessings and um, one of the other talents after it, 
that kid essentially just came in and just fucking stunned everybody and disrupted <laughs> the entire back line, gave himself a big shield, and then hit the stay a while and listen afterwards. Oh, like, that's disgusting. It was just fucking gross, you know? <laughs> and, like, that on top of, like, you know, Blaze trying to do his stun bullshit and Hammer, like, just fucking going off in the back line. Um, yeah, yeah, man, the tempo just got destroyed, led, led to the third protector in the game. Yeah, all right, that's it, yeah. It's not always a good idea to defend your gun camp. No. <laughs> it might lose you the game. No. <laughs> it might lose you the game. So yeah, man. It was it was pretty nuts. It was pretty nuts. Um and you know, it was pretty much a quick three O for Octalysis. They were going in saying, you know, we don't necessarily want to play meta picks. Um yeah. we just wanna play good strategies. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And man, it's just working for them. So now they're on just a winning streak after the uh, after the clash and um they're going up against heroes hearth um not tomorrow but the day after so um okay good to hear yeah so that should be pretty sweet um and yeah it's just it's going to be good yeah awesome well congratulations octalsis but like next time lamo storm <laughs> lamo storm I, uh, I i do think tempo storm didn't feel like they were that they were firing on all cylinders I think that there was a bit of, um, you know, just a bit of, I don't know if it was nerves or it was just, they were not expecting, um, what Octalysis was bringing out, but yeah, it was just a little bit, it, it didn't feel like them. But just Monday-itis maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It was their first game of the week, so possibly. Yeah. All right, man. So after that, we have some esports at home and something that I wanted to talk about this week was basically what I got from watching Octalysis today was man, <laughs> fuck the meta. Oh man, fuck it. Fuck the meta. Dude, just do whatever you want. <laughs> man, if if you wanna roll a if you wanna roll a combination that's Nova, Zeratul, Samuro, uh Lira. Lira. Yep, yep. Just yep. fucking just, go for it. Yeah, just do it. Man, just have some fun. Um no, but seriously though, uh I, I wouldn't that's, I that's wouldn't that's like <laughs> I wouldn't play like four stealthies Abatha um because you're probably gonna get destroyed. Um I, like don't <laughs> don't get me wrong, that one person on the enemy team is fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, fucking dead. <laughs> They're just dead. Um but um I don't know if anybody else is gonna you know, if you're gonna be alive after that. So No, that's um, not the point. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not the point. Um, but I think it is interesting to to point out that the meta doesn't really matter too much for us at home, because yeah, because sure. yeah, we essentially have our own type of metas, and especially like at ranks like we're at, like uh, silver, bronze, possibly gold, um, it doesn't really matter as much about what you're playing. What really matters is that you're good at it and you really mm. are passionate, really want to play it. Yeah, I think it's. I think a lot of it comes down to as long as you're playing a hero that you think is cool, then like you'll you'll be having a good time and winning games. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree, man. So nothing just you know put that more in my perspective now than watching Artalysis just like doing some random ass shit and doing really well and and like and just winning. So mm. um, you know, it just really reinforced that you should play what you're good at, play what you really like, even if it is something trolly and stupid like you know, three Nordic dudes or something. Um, and <laughs> hey, 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 Lost Vikings, they've, they've won pro games. They have Let's, won pro games. Real. 
They have one pro games. I know. I I do remember one where Goku just played this like awesome game on um uh on um um the temples. Yeah, Towers of Doom. Yeah. Um, and more to the point, I think that we have a, a enough heroes in the game at the moment that it doesn't really matter which one you're playing because there are a lot of them that are very similar. We have a very mm -hmm. fleshed out roster of heroes that you can play. So, mm. you know, you don't necessarily need to play this one hero. You can play, you know, an, another hero that might fit you better, that you like more, but has a similar play style or a similar role than, than the others. And even the subtle differences can make uh, the big difference, right? Because, you know, yeah, Gar Garrosh versus Muradin in some, oh, sorry, I should say Anubrak versus Muradin. Mm -hmm. um, sort of flavor-wise, they're completely different, but like situationally, they're more or less the same, you know, long-range stun, a jump, and a, and a defensive thing. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, that, but they play completely different. Like, like even though, <laughs> even though on paper, like, like they're pretty similar. Yeah. So, like, even though you look at their abilities and be like, oh yeah, one's just like this long range stun. They can both go in. You know, they yeah. both have these like cool ultimate abilities, etc. Like, you know, they they just look really similar. But when you're playing them, you just feel like they're totally different. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but no, you can I, be I effective at both because they are actually like. They they do actually have the same contest behind them. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm. I definitely agree. I didn't actually think about that one. No, it's a good point, Joey. Good point. Thank you. Um, I also think as well that um, it has to come with a bit of a warning here. Is that sure? Pick whatever heroes you want. Just things all day. Yeah, just. Don't be toxic about it. And and what I mean by toxic is, you know, going in and saying, I only play TLV and um <laughs> For and, Eugene, I yeah. do only play TLV. <laughs> no, you play other fucking heroes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> But yeah, like don't don't go in and say no, only TLV is the only one that I will play. Like, be flexible. Um Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you uh, know, if if someone gives you someone gives you some sass. Just like, don't idle at base. <laughs> Prove them wrong instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Like, if if someone is giving you a sass about it, you know, it, it's not it's not on you to to change your pick. It's on you to show them that your pick is worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and because you never know, maybe they'll like, maybe you'll get like a, a triple kill, and then they'll be like, "Holy shit, maybe I was wrong." Yeah, I know, right? Because that happens all the time on the internet. People mm -hmm. admit they're wrong. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, totally. <laughs> How many internet fights have you won, Joey? Um, I've actually won quite a few. Um, oh, really? <laughs> if I if I really, really think about, it. yeah, you just, <laughs> you just have to be like nice, and you'd be like, yeah, whatever, man. And then you and then you give them some shit, and then like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I stopped caring about being mad at you. Yeah, no, well, the one like thing that I remember that was pretty much like. <laughs> the most surprising thing that's ever happened to me in a MOBA. So this mm. is coming from like League of Legends, right? Where they have, you know, high concentrations of NACL over there. Um, oh, yeah. But um, it was, I think I was, I, I was um, playing a game and there was a Nova on the enemy team, right? And I was mm -hmm. playing like a tanky hero and I had a lot of health and one of my teammates was nearly dead. And then, dun, 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 the fucking triple strike comes out. Yes. And then I'm like, oh no, the triple strike. So I like, I try to like block it, but I fuck it up. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the guy's like, blah, 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 blah. why do you not block? <laughs> and I'm like, man, I tried. I'm sorry. You don't have to be mean. You know, you don't have to be like rude about it. Yeah. And then like you know, uh, you, so if this was League of Legends, right? What would you expect to happen? Fuck you, Rito, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Go <laughs> die in a bush or something. You know, whatever. Yeah, this yeah. guy was like, you know what? I'm sorry. You did try. My bad. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. He was like, sorry for being mythical, rude. You found the mythical nice player. I was like, oh man. <laughs> this happened. Sorry. There you How go, guys. It it, it, like, it, it it can happen. Can happen. You Just because someone's nice mad people. at you, they'll always be mad at you. Yep. You can get nice people, etc. You don't always have to meet everybody. What not? So yeah, I just uh, thought that was something interesting to have a think about. Play whatever you want. Doesn't matter what the meta is going on. Just play which characters you fuse with, which play styles you think are fun. And um, yeah, you'll have a good time. And Definitely. you'll most likely win more. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a good sentiment. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, I think that brings us to the end of our show now, Joey. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll be doing afterwards. I know. So, so, <laughs> so, so, so where can we find us, Eugene? Um, yeah, excellent, excellent question, Joey. Um, you can send your emails over to uh, chilledpodcast at gmail if you ever want to contact the show. Uh, if you have any questions for us or any comments, um, as well, we're on Twitter. We are chilledpodcast at chilledcast. That being said, all of the episodes that we have recorded, our entire uh, back catalog, is available over at jhray.com slash chilled. So if you do want to go check out all of our previous work, I suggest you go over there. As well, um, if you want to go over to jhray.com, you can find some other things. What else can we find there, Joey? jhray.com is my personal website where you can find all of my programming nonsense, including the Chilled Esports website. The meme-driven development, which is where I talk about memes and development, but talk about neither at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and where you can contact me, Sounds the webcast. Great. <laughs> um, you can also find the podcast on iTunes and Podbean, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, where podcasts can be found. Although, yeah, where, podcasts, where, where podcasts live. Although, um, if they're listening, um, what is it? Which company won't allow us to do it? Fucking Google, right? Oh, yeah. Fuck Google. Android. Yeah, Android. Uh, yep. So, yep. Screw you, Android. Change, uh, the, change the Australian thing so we can upload. This is internet censorship that's gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too far. First they came for Alex Jones, and now they came for <laughs> at least once. I know. They, they, just, they just know, man. They just know. Yeah. Um, uh, as, for me, you guys can find me, uh, over on Twitter. I am at OvalTeenGene, um, as well as twitch.tv slash OvalTeenGene, um, is where you can catch me for some of my streaming that I will be doing next week. Cool beanios. And you can find me nowhere because I don't really have an internet presence. Okay. I am third on Google though. I'm still third on Google. Oh, excellent, Joe. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> All right, then. well, that wraps it up for this episode. Thank you very much, Joey. Thank you, Eugene. Stay easy, stay breezy, guys. Yep, take care, everybody.